the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. He died on the cross to take our judgment so we could be forgiven and reconciled to God. The Bible tells us that the the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ has been put on our account. And so now the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ is put in the scale instead of our righteousness. So we're judged not according to our own righteousness, but according to the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's the good news. Have you celebrated the fact that Jesus has died in your place for your sins? Today, you learn from Pastor Dan's message to rejoice in the good news of Jesus Christ. He has come to take away the sins of the world. No longer are you judged by your righteousness, but by the perfect righteousness of Jesus. Pastor Dan explains that when you've received Jesus as your Savior, His righteousness makes you have right standing before God. Take the time today to give thanks to the Lord for what He's done. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 5 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Verse 16, and and I have heard of you that you can give interpretations and explain enigmas. Now, if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck. The Hebrew word there is bling and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now, Daniel's in his 80s at this point. One of the great things about older people is they're not afraid to say it straight. They're not worried about offending anybody or hurting anybody's feelings or or anything like that. They can be very blunt, blunt, and they can just say it like they see it. And that's that's what old man Daniel does here in verse 17. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another person. I don't want your stuff. Not interested. Yet I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. Daniel says, you know, I'm not interested in any gifts or rewards or anything. But then he says, I'll I'll tell you the interpretation. But first, Daniel is going to give Belshazzar a little free advice. By way of a history lesson about his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar. Or I give you the interpretation. Let me tell you a little story, whippersnapper, about your grandfather that I knew very well and served with and for. Look what he says in verse 18. O king, the most high God, you know, the one that you've been mocking and blaspheming here with the vessels, the most high God, 
He gave Nebuchadnezzar, your father, a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. And because of the majesty that he gave him, all peoples, nations and languages trembled and feared before him. Whomever he wished, he executed. Whomever whomever he wished, he kept alive. Whomever he wished, he set up and whomever he wished, he put down. Daniel makes it very, very clear that Nebuchadnezzar's greatness came from the Most High God. It didn't come from Nebuchadnezzar. His greatness and his power and his authority and those that feared him and respected him, they did it because of God. And God's hand on Nebuchadnezzar. It didn't have anything to do with Nebuchadnezzar. It was all the Lord. So verse 20, But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. This is back from chapter 4. Then he was driven from the sons of men. His heart was made like the beast, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys out in the wilderness. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, until he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men, And appoints over it whomever he chooses. But you, his son, Belshazzar, you have not humbled your heart. Although you knew all this. History is a great teacher. But only if you apply the lessons of history to your life. Belshazzar failed to apply the lessons from his grandfather's life. Belshazzar knew what happened to his grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of verse 22, again, Daniel says, you knew all this. You, you knew what happened to your grandfather. Belshazzar knew the story. He, he, he knew that his grandfather was brought low and humiliated because of his own pride and his own self-exaltation. And it wasn't until his, his grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted his eyes to heaven and acknowledged the power and authority of God over his life and over his kingdom, that he was restored again as king. Belshazzar was doing the same thing that was the undoing of his grandfather. And and if God brought down his grandfather for his arrogance and his pride, why would he allow Belshazzar to go unpunished when he's doing the same thing? It's a warning. You know, this, uh, this last Tuesday night, our, our men's Bible study uh, was in the book of Jude. In the book of Jude, it's one chapter, uh, it talks about false teachers who infiltrate the, the church. And, and one of the things that Jude says there is he, he says they, they've crept into the church unnoticed. In other words, he's saying there's there's false teachers that have crept into the church and the believers in those churches didn't even realize they're sitting under false teachers. It was unnoticed. And interesting, this is just a little side thing. One of the things that Jude says is that they were even denying the Lord Jesus Christ. And you, you read that and you think, well, how are they unnoticed? If they're denying the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, they they weren't standing up in the pulpit and disavowing Jesus Christ. When when it says that they were denying the Lord Jesus Christ, it means they weren't talking about him. They weren't speaking of 
the Lord Jesus Christ. They were talking about things that sounded good and sounded godly and sounded spiritual, but they weren't talking about Jesus from the pulpit. You know, just, just this past Sunday, we had, there was a guy that attended church here, and he, after church he said, my church never talks about Jesus. I never hear the name Jesus. They say Lord, they say Christ, they say God. I never hear the word Jesus at my church. And he said, there's power in that name, you know. So anyways, Jude goes on to say that these false teachers, God will judge them. And then Jude basically says, he's going to judge these false teachers just as he judged people throughout the Old Testament. And then Jude gives several examples from the Old Testament of when God judged false teachers and judged people that rebelled against his his authority. And then Jude calls these false teachers dreamers. He says, these dreamers. And what he's saying there is these, these false teachers, they're delusional. If they think that they're not going to be judged for doing the same thing. Today we would say, you're dreaming. You're dreaming. And Jude says, they're dreaming. If they think they're not going to be judged. Listen, give, give me your attention. If, if you're living in habitual sin, and you know it, and you're unrepentant of your sin, it's delusional to think that God will not judge you for your sin. I'm not talking about you're struggling, you know, you're, you, you repent of it, but you, you fall back into it. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about the person who, who can have just a lifestyle of sin, and yes, maybe they're still coming to church, but they have no intention of repenting or turning from that, that sin, it's delusional to think that God's not going to judge you for your sin. There are a line of examples in the scriptures of God judging unrepentant, rebellious, prideful people, like Belshazzar in our passage. It's delusional to think, well, God will just give you a pass. (laughs) When he's never given anybody else a pass on those things, but God's going to give you a pass. You're dreaming. You're dreaming. You have to repent of your sins. You have to turn from them. That's what repentance means. To forsake them. To abandon them. And then put your trust in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. There's no, there's no other way to be saved. Jesus said, unless you repent, you'll perish in your sins. Belshazzar was, was doing the same thing that brought God's judgment on his grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar. And, and the handwriting on the wall... That's God's mercy. That's God's mercy. God didn't just bring judgment down upon him. God warned him with this handwriting on the wall. He, he warned him. He's giving Belshazzar room to repent here. And so verse 23, he goes on here with his, his indictment of Belshazzar. He says, and you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. They've brought the vessels of his house before you and you and your lords, your wives and your concubines have drunken wine from them. And you have praised the gods of silver and gold, bronze and iron, wood and stone, which, by the way, do not see or hear or know. And the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all your ways, you have not glorified. Belshazzar is guilty of taking what God has designated as holy and using it for something 
sinful. Those vessels were set apart for use in the temple in Jerusalem. They were set apart for God. They were not to be used anywhere else for any other purpose. They had one use. And that was to glorify God and to be used for God. And so too, listen, so too with you. So too with me. We've been set apart by God for his use, for his purposes. Your life is holy unto the Lord. Your body is holy unto the Lord. First Peter chapter 1 verse 15 says, But as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy for I am holy. We're to be holy. And all of our conduct, everything that we do, we've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Set apart. For his purposes. Be holy. You know, the word holy appears 637 times in the Bible. That's a lot. The word happy appears 24 times. Well, I just want to do what makes me happy. Well, God wants you to do what makes what is holy. And get this. If you do what is holy, you'll be happy. <laughs> Because it'll save you from all of the grief and shame and pain and regret that comes along with sin. Look at verse 23 again. Not only did Belshazzar use what God designated as holy for something sinful. He also worshipped idols instead of the true and living God. The God, he says, who holds your breath in his hand. And he owns all your ways. You haven't glorified him. He holds your breath. Your next breath. Your next heartbeat are in God's hands. Now scientists call the, this, these things, you know, like breathing and your heart beating, involuntary functions. <laughs> Meaning, you know, you, you, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to remember to breathe. You don't have to remember to tell your heart to, to, to beat. Isn't it interesting that God uh, takes those things out of our hands? Right? The things that keep us alive. He doesn't want us responsible for those things. He, he takes them away from us. You know, you can be in charge of like getting yourself dressed and feeding yourself. And bathing occasionally. I'll handle the big stuff, the breathing, the heart. It's in God's hands. Your breath is in his hands. Your next heartbeat, your next breath. Job chapter 12 says, In God's hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all Mankind. Belshazzar's sin was he was guilty of not honoring God who holds in his hand Belshazzar's life and owns his way. He's not honoring God with his life. And so verse 24, then the fingers of the hand were sent from him and this writing was written as a warning to you. 
Belshazzar. So you can start doing what's right. So you can repent of these things that you're doing wrong and, and do what's right in God's eyes. And this is the inscription that was written. Meanie, meanie, tekel you farsin. This is the inscription. And this is the interpretation of each word. Meanie, God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. You're finished, Belshazzar. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. He, he says here again, he, he says your, your life has been numbered or measured or counted or, or scrutinized. And he says you're, you, you've, been, you've been weighed in the balance, weighed in the scales. Your life has been weighed in the scales. Isn't it funny? That's how some people think about God's judgment. That, you know, if you, if you, you know my life is going to be in some kind of big you know, cosmic scale in the sky and all the good stuff that I've done will be on one side and all the bad stuff I've done will be on the other side. And everybody seems to be convinced that the good stuff's going to outweigh the bad stuff. And here with Belshazzar, he says, you've been weighed, but we're going to, the, the scale, it's, it's according to God's righteousness. And he says, You're, you've, been, you've been weighed in the scale, in the balance, according to God's standard of righteousness. And Belshazzar, you've come up short. So, because of that, your kingdom will be taken from you and given to the Medes and the Persians. Listen, when, when God measures and scrutinizes your life and mine, or, or if God were to put your life or my life in some scale and weigh it against his standard of righteousness, we all come up short. We all do. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need a Savior. That's why Jesus Christ came down from heaven and came to this earth and died on the cross for our sins and was resurrected the third day. He died on the cross to take our judgment so we could be forgiven and reconciled to God. The Bible tells us that the, that the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ has been put on our account. And so now the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ is put in the scale instead of our righteousness. And so we're judged not according to our own righteousness, but according to the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's the good news. <laughs> Otherwise, we're all finished. Just like Belshazzar. So verse 29, and we're almost finished for tonight too. Then Belshazzar gave the command they clothed Daniel with purple and put a chain of gold around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. And look what it says. And that very night, Belshazzar, king of the Chaldeans, was slain. And Darius the Mede received the kingdom being about 62 years old. That very night, Belshazzar was killed and the Babylonian Empire was conquered by the Medes and the Persians. Now how, you may ask, was it conquered? Well, it's an amazing story. It's one of the greatest military tactics in history. As we've talked about before, just tonight, that the city of Babylon was protected by a 300-foot wall, 80 feet wide, that went all the way around the city, and it went even over top of the Euphrates River 
that ran through the middle of the city. They, they built the wall across the top of the Euphrates River that entered into the city. So the Medo-Persian army, this is what they did. They, they, they stationed part of their army at one end of the city where the, where the river enters into the city. And they stationed another part of their army on the other side of the city where the river exits the city. And this is all why the, while the party's going on. And Belshazzar's not worried about it. I don't care if their army's out there. They're not going to get through our wall. So, so they've got their army stationed by the city. And then a third part of the army went about a mile upstream on the Euphrates. And they diverted the Euphrates River. Causing the Euphrates River, the level of the river, to go way down. And then the armies that were stationed by the city were able to enter into the city under the wall by going in on the riverbed of the Euphrates River because the river was lowered enough that they could go in through the river and enter into the city under the wall while Belshazzar and a thousand of his leaders are getting drunk at the palace. They weren't even aware. They weren't even aware. That the city had been invaded and conquered until it was too late. Amazing. Now, real quick, we're almost finished. First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Paul tells us here in First Thessalonians that j- just how uh, the city of Babylon was conquered. God's judgment came down on Babylon. That's exactly how God's judgment will come on the world. At the end of the age. Look what it says. First Thessalonians chapter 5. But concerning the times and the seasons brethren. You have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly. That the day of the Lord. Which is a name for God's judgment that's going to come. The end of the age. That the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say. Peace and safety. Sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. Belshazzar was saying, peace and safety. We've got that wall out there. They're never going to get through that wall. We've got nothing to worry about. Drink up. Party on. And we're told here that the day of the Lord, the day of God's judgment, the day of God's wrath upon the earth will come as a thief in the night. When people say peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them, like labor pains. You know, if you've if you've ever, if your wife has ever had a child, it just comes upon them. Even though you know it's coming, you're still surprised by it, and it does come. He says, "This is exactly how it shall be, and they shall not escape." This is how it will be when the judgment comes upon the earth in the last days. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, where Paul tells us that before this judgment comes, that God is going to rapture us to heaven. That we'll be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Because you look at verse 4, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. Look down in verse 9, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ will come for his church and he will take us to heaven to be with him and thus we shall always be with the Lord. And this is not something that we're going to go through. He has-
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Daniel, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast provides you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we could be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. It can be so helpful to others to know about and to be in prayer for the things on your heart. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Daniel. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.